Good evening. Good evening. Good evening again. Sometimes I feel like you want to run away. <laughs> that's about to happen, but lock the door. There are times that I'm and asking God, what is your purpose with me? Why did you keep kept me? Throughout this all, and it's like nothing happened much. Mm -hmm. But then I was just looking at the negative side, and I forgot he had done a lot. It's just that I was lazy sometimes. Amen. You see, uh, we feel so um, engrossed in our own endeavors that we forget to seek his guidance sometimes. I remember when I was still attending those vacation Bible schools that, I mean, those are young days. The teacher always start the class to perk up the kids, to make them be prepared. He would ask, who are your favorite characters or heroes in the Bible and what did they do? The name of David comes out at the top all the time. Maybe coming next is Daniel and the lion, and then Noah and the ark, Moses and the parting of the sea. So David became my favorite. And I know my wife is expecting that I'm repeating what I did last one Sunday here in the opening, but I promise you it's different. <laughs> so, okay. Yes, God uses us in ways that we can't imagine. He used people before, he, used, he can use people now. I remember my first time to deliver a message was I was still a teenager. It must be in high school. It's a Friday. I forgot the date but and the year, but it's a Friday. It was a holy Friday. Um, for you who are not from the Philippines, we celebrate the whole week, the holy week. No offices open, government and public, and the private. So on Fridays, we hold the service in the church. And I was chosen to represent the youth. We, there are speakers, seven speakers that will say about the seven last words. And they gave me the word, it's finished. What can you say about that? It's too short. It's finished. 
So I don't know how I handled that assignment, but <laughs> after that uh, Friday, I don't know if it was uh, played on YouTube or somewhere else, but I got invitation to speak in other churches. I declined. I got afraid. Scared. You know, maybe speaking in front of people you know for so long, you are confident a little bit, but to go in another church, another set of people, that's not my place. I did not. I don't know, God should have been so disappointed with me. And like pastors that have been chasing me for so long, and I'm keep on trying to obey. So going back to David, I'm not trying to go away from it. All right. Um, I know I have uh, mentioned about his faith in God, how he slayed Goliath. But this time, I tried to read, read the Bible in a way that you are part of the Bible, of the story. Like before, I presented it in just a flat screen. Now it is 3D. And if you know about virtual reality, have you been with that contraption? Yeah. It's like you can touch yeah. what is in there. So let's, you see, when David was there, it's not a coincidence. God used him because Goliath was challenging Israel. And you know, Israel is chosen by God. It's his nation. It is city. And Goliath is saying, where is your God? Or is there a God in Israel? So it's now the challenge now against God. Now you will think, or you will say, why David then? Why not those strong and big guys that are in the army of Israel? Well, brethren, let's go back. This is God's chosen time. What is the better time to introduce him as a king, if not that to show how powerful he is. Remember, David was anointed by Samuel to replace King Saul. But it was like, uh, the way I understand it, seems to me it's like uh, a secret for a while. You see, um, when Goliath gave the challenge, he was going against God. But God cannot directly use or will not use his power like train some burning coals or whatever on Goliath. He could kill him right away. But then they will try that illegal or foul. So, God used David. 
going back to how he was chosen, he sent someone to anoint somebody in the family of Jesus. So this is how Samuel perceived that he is looking for a big guy, strong and mighty. He did not expect that God will use David. So uh, when we read Samuel 16, verse 7, this is what the Lord said. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him, for the Lord does not see a man see. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. He knows what is in our heart. So he just this moment, the battle between David and Goliath to introduce the future king of Israel. So, what do you think that the uh, mean brother, the older one that scolded him showing up there, have said after he defeated Goliath? Do you think they still sent him back to his ship? I don't think so. They should be more so embarrassed with him. He was the guy that they sent to take care of the ship. Now he is the future king. That's how God made things work in his way. Mm -hmm. To show his power. So I'm going to use another example of how we sometimes don't understand, don't even expect the result of what we are doing that God is using us. Let's see the three guys, the three Israelites that were captured. This was when Nebuchadnezzar defeated Israel and got the, the young guys to be captives. This was the custom before. The winner takes all, takes everything, whatever he wants. So even take servant. But this king is juicy. He wants the best. Without blemish. Without without defects. So that is in Daniel chapter one, verse four. This is the qualification that he was looking for. Young man in whom there was no blemish, but good looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had the ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom, whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. This is, they are the cream of the crop, the top guy. So they prove that they are worth it, they served the king. They were referred by the king. But then, when the king decided to erect that uh, statue or image of gold, 
like it could be 80 stories high, that is 60 cubits. That's times one and a half foot, it's about 90 feet, so it's like 80 stories. And 90 feet wide. They required the people to bow down and, you know, you know the story about them, that they tried to disobey the king. The king really liked them. He even gave them a chance. This is like the devil giving you some birds, some motivation to change your mind. But they were steadfast. It's a bride. Like, come on. If you bow when you hear the sound, I could still forgive you. But they said, no way, sir. It's in Daniel 3, verse 4 and 6. They made uh, they they made a decree, a command that whoever will not fall down and worship that idol will be put in the burning fiery furnace. And you know what? Before there's no amendment like what we have now, second amendment, third amendment. No, the decree is a decree. If the king says, you're dead, you're dead. That's it. So, they did not obey him. Now, this is the part where God showed us that he can hear us when we pray to him. So, they defied the king. They were thrown into the furnace. They were even tied for, I don't know what's the reason you have to tie somebody and you put in the furnace, but they did. They, they tied them. And then, while in the furnace, the king saw four people there. There were only three. So he said, look. And verse 24 on chapter 3 says, The king asked, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, It's true, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. How did he know? The Son of God. I was trying to read and find out how Nebuchadnezzar knows the Son of God. This is the mystery of God. Jesus is not born yet. That would be like another thousand years before Jesus was born. But Nebuchadnezzar saw the Son of God. See how mysterious our God is, how powerful he is. He shows that his power is 
unlimited. It can penetrate any wall, it can get into the fire. And you know this story, the guys came out not even smelling smoke. Like if you burn your skin, you burn your the hair of your hands and you will have at least blister, even if just a quick. So this is the result of that sacrifice, these guys did not know that by doing that, they will cause the king to declare that God is real. Verse 28 and chapter 3 says, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. And they have prostrated the king's word and yielded their bodies, that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. This is the strong faith and faltering faith that these people have. But to me, they were not expecting this to happen. They just believed that God will take care of them, but they, they did not imagine that this will cause the king to declare this. When the king says something, that is for the whole nation. So, verse 29, Therefore I make a decree that any people, nation or language, which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made and asked because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Imagine that, the king of their captor declaring our God. That is something good. Wow. It is a wow. So, I'm not done. Let's go to Daniel and the light. Again, uh, there are many controversial tourists in this part on how the lions did not eat danger. Some say that maybe the lions are vegan, vegetarians. <laughs> They really don't like meat, so, okay, that could work. Or somebody say they are fasting. Lives are fasting. But the one that I like best is the lions are Jews. They don't eat their, <laughs> their brothers. <laughs> well, to make it light, this shows that Daniel, that the God of Daniel, can be also with us anytime. When we feel weak, we should just go to Him. When the Lord 
Both used from. Don't declare yourself weak. When the Lord says you are forgiven, don't dwell on your sins. This is always a problem with me because it just the, the enemy just bring back everything. Like, hey, you have done this before. You have done this before. But the God says, or God says, don't dwell on your sins. When the Lord says, you are righteous, don't see yourself as guilty. Our strength lies in the Lord and not in ourselves. Yes, brothers and sisters, it is always a challenge to, to walk in Jesus' uh, ways. We cannot follow him if we don't ask his guidance. If we don't ask his mercy to give us the strength. Because the, the enemy, the temptation is abound around us. Sometimes with just a small spark, a small gossip comes, it will grow legs, it will travel fast, it will be like a seed then it becomes a tree. It just started from a tree. So it's like in the Philippines when we say, there's a saying there about the cow disease, mouth, foot and mouth disease. This, this, this are, there are those gossipers that scatter, bring out gossip, that they're not even sure. And the, and the next one that hears it will add a little bit. And then the next one will add a little bit. And then it becomes an elephant. <laughs> it, is, it is, I hate this really happening, this gossip thing. Because if you ask, where did it come from? Oh, I heard it from me. Who oh, heard it from there? Who oh, heard it from there? So who really started it? We don't even know. That's the problem. Yes, it is. It's not us to um, find out what God wants for us. He will direct us. Just listen to Him. You see, we can go to Him in a way you're comfortable. You can scream if you want, or you can play pray silently. Remember Hannah, Samuel's mother. She prayed very silently, mumbling. The priest even said, are you drunk? No, she was not drunk. She was just really heart to heart with God. And God listened to him. God sometimes comes very loud, like when the Israelites was with Moses, they were afraid because it comes like a thunder. But when he called Samuel, it was a soft voice. And the only word that we will say, we answer him when he calls is, Here I am, Lord. That's the end.
Our Father, thank you, Lord, for putting the words in my mouth. Thank you, God, that we learn more about the Lord. We learn how to go deeper, learning your words, Father. Dear God, you know what is happening in this church. I pray, Lord, that you will fix everything that is wrong. Take out the wheat that does not belong. Yes, Father. In your name. In your hands we commit this charge. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Just a, a couple things. Uh, Rose is going to be taking some names and stuff for people to open and stuff on Wednesdays and Sundays. So, you know, see her and do that. Also, you know, there's been rumors going around about this church and people involved in this church and stuff like that. And it's just a, a thing to damage the church. You know, so if you're hearing stories, ask them, do you have proof? And if they don't, tell them to shut up. Uh, you know, because I've talked to the Church of God, I've talked to legal, and they're advising me to sue them. If I find out, just sue them for slander. And uh, end it. He sent his sixth letter from an attorney. Yeah, well, that's their first try. But, uh, the, the second one is to go and grab somebody like Morgan and Morgan and sue the pants off. But, uh, yeah, you know they have no mercy. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and the stories are ridiculous and they're, they're untrue and they stopped for a while and now they start again. So, I don't know where they're coming from and some of them are very bizarre. So. Yes, but remember, they only do it because we're like Jesus. That's right. We are like Jesus. Remember so we got a great group here. We got a great group here. God's really moving in this place. And Amen. Stuff, so we're just going to continue to go on. Yes, but, uh, yes, no weapon. You know, yes. no one who forms against self prosper. Yes, there you go. We will, we will move Oh, yeah. 